Greetings, cyberspace, and welcome to episode 232 of the Double Intensity Podcast with your host, Brian and Angelo. Double Intensity is your home to tech tales and paranormal primers. Now, first things first, Angelo, let's do a little bit of an update based on last week. I wanted to talk about how last week we talked about how Prince Harry and Meghan got $20 million for like 12 or 13 hours worth of work. And now we find out that there's been a little bit of a drip drop, a little bit of a leak of what ifs about what Prince Harry was looking for in his podcast pitches, thanks to Bloomberg. And uh, Angela, I want to talk about this a little bit uh, because it seems really, really dumb. He's not much of a creative mind for this type of thing is what I'm getting from this article. Also, it makes me much more excited to hear that Bill Simmons whole Zoom fiasco that he had with him. Be very interested to find out what he pitched him. I don't know if you know much about him, but not really. I mean, I've I think I've listened to The Ringer like once because somebody right. was on it, but apart from okay, that, it's Angela, not my cup of tea. According to this Bloomberg article, with uh, people who have knowledge of the situation, apparently Prince Harry wanted to interview a procession of people, including Vladimir Putin, Mark Zuckerberg, Donald Trump, Elon Musk, about their early formative years and how these experiences results in the adults their choice. So basically, like talk about childhood trauma. In podcast form with people, why doesn't he just add, throw in Kim Jong Un at the same time? You know, like let's just go for a whole, um, you know, cadre of uh, of difficult men. By the way, your cat is adorable right now. Oh, my cat's in the room. I didn't even hear. Her. She's right there in the back. Hello, lollipop. I think she's about to go poop or pee. That's, oh, that's that would make her, sense. That's yeah. where her poop or peeing spot is. So, so Angelo, he also wanted to do a show based on fatherhood. And another would have tackled a major societal conversations episode by episode ranging from climate change to religion. For example, he wanted to have Pope Francis on as a guest. So, Angela, this just sounds like man colon the podcast. Just throwing anything, maybe getting some controversy to get some listens. I don't know. How would he, how would he even get somebody like Putin on the show? Trump would probably do it because he'll do anything for for any sort of attention. Elon Musk, probably. Zuckerberg, definitely not. He doesn't like being on anything, especially not like rivals tech services like Spotify. Well, here's the problem, Angela. I don't know if you know about this, but there is uh, Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg cage fight. Did you hear about this? This sounds like a joke. Nope. Nope. Two middle-aged men getting out their middle-aged problems. Are they really? involved? No. Come on. Absolutely. See, this is what happens. Like you joked last week, every Sunday night around 7.30, you get on the internet and find out things. So... Two, so wait, Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are not exactly uh, what would say like the typical UFC male specimen. No, but Zuckerberg has been training a lot more than Elon Musk, so we'll just see how that goes. And uh, local person George St. Pierre has said that he would train Elon Musk. So I why would he do means. that? I don't know. He I seems know George St. Pierre actually seems like a really nice guy. Has he not noticed the horrible things that Elon Musk gets up to? Maybe he just wants a free Tesla. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that's the thing that's going on. So I want to ask you a question, Angelo, and I want you to think about this for a sec. What is the worst single podcast pitch you could give me? Because these are really bad. And I'm just curious, are there any that you could throw my way that you think would rival some of Prince Harry's ideas? Like literally, this is these are base topics. This is like, you know, that joke of like when two white men get together. What is that called? It's called a podcast, right? Yes. And this is just like the literal iteration of that. So I'm kind of curious, like, what do you have to pitch to me right now? Here's my pitch, Brian. All right. We, every week, we get a disgraced celebrity on our show. For example, we can have Roman Polanski on or Harvey Weinstein, maybe Kevin Spacey. Bob Saget. He's passed away. Ouija board. Or we could maybe get Bill Cosby. 
Yeah, definitely Bill Cosby. And we get them on the show and ask them, name any historical figure, living or dead, who they think got a bad rap. So, <laughs> but see, that would almost work. People would want to listen to that. So, you know, Roman Polanski comes out talking about how Stalin, you know, he helped win the Second World War. It wasn't that oh, bad. I thought you were going to do a filmmaker filmmaker and see Woody Allen. No, but it could be anybody. So he can right. also talk about Woody Allen. Woody Allen's also a, a really get, great uh, guy to have on the show. He could talk about how, uh, how great it is to have uh, young female models out there. See, Angela, the problem is this. Is the, like, I'm putting a flag on the play because this seems like it would be successful, unfortunately. Isn't it sad? You're, you're smiling, almost <laughs> I have almost a really laughing. good idea, unfortunately, that it's, it's terrible on paper. It's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I'll be honest with you. It's actually really good. <laughs> so you not think it work? Not out? for us, you know, um, people with hearts, but it definitely could make um, a boatload of money. You know, then get Trump on. You could talk about how both sides had uh, good people on both good sides. Good people, correct. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea um, in a, like, twisted sort of way. I, uh, similarly, I have another twisted kind of thing that I want to suggest to you that I think actually would do well, but is a bad idea. And you know how... Uh, my big problem with true crime is that a lot of people like celebrate yeah. true crime. Like they almost gleefully go into the murders like this, like wine and true crime kind of thing. Oh, definitely. And it, it bothers me because it's, I, what I liked about only murders in the building is that totally makes fun of that whole concept. Yeah. So what I would do is I would recreate the last meals of notorious criminals and then throw a dinner party where the guests get to try it. And we put mics on them. Oh, would you make it like the restaurant or whatever that movie was? The menu? The menu, yeah, not the restaurant, yes. the menu. No, no, no. I would do it much more simply. I would do it at home and I would, I would document the process um, in a monologue. And then I'd have guests on and we'd talk about the food and how great the serial killer was or whatever. Um, and just get drunker and drunker and celebrate. Death and all that, even though people claim that they're victims advocates. Uh, you know, making money off of uh, the dead is not a great idea. No. Double density. So we just spoke about Elon Musk, Angelo. And I want to talk a bit about Twitter for a second. So I want you to go ahead and click on the Twitter thread that I just created, or I just shared with you, I should say. Okay. And then but it's you'll not see... you. This is DJ Son of DJ Zen Bear Esquire. That's right, at Brian Hasty. So I want you to okay. read out the the tweet thread. The whole thing? Okay. Really thinking. It's not about... that long. Okay, I know. Really thinking about getting into crypto. Love a good cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrencies are the thing for me. And then in uh, parentheses, you have this is a test. Yep. And then you uh, continue with, I need a sugar daddy. Correct. I need to make money quick. Yep. I'm looking for a girlfriend. Now you're making me read this and making me wonder if you're going to feed this into some sort of AI algorithm to make me say things. No, I did not. But if you want to take a look at all the says show four. additional replies, including yes. those that may contain, contain an offensive comment. That is correct. So one person replied to the cryptocurrency one. But Angela, go ahead and click on the, I need a sugar daddy. And you'll see if you scroll all the way down, there are 12 bot replies here. DM me, baby. DM and get spoiled immediately. Yeah. I don't want to get spoiled. Jamie's all caps. Jamie's underscore David Pole. Message me right now. Daddy Alex. D-A-A-D-Y. Sugar Daddy all caps. Sweet Buns 692. Let me click on his profile. Let's take a look at this because this definitely does not feel like a trap, right? Um, You can add me on DM and it's Snapchat, but it's a woman Snapchat. New profile pic, which is a lie. Um, All of you looking a Sugar Daddy, they're all scammers. DM me and I will help you get easy money. Okay. So uh, you're just testing the bots on Twitter. Yeah, correct. Because I thought Elon Musk had fixed all this. Oh, he did not fix any of this, Angela. And it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. 
So people are just making jokes about being wanting a sure daddy, and this these bots are just going hog wild. Money slave dad, honest and trustworthy sugar babe, DME gets spoiled instantly. Am here, need a sugar baby that gonna be real and honest to get spoiled financially immediately. Look for honest baby to get spoiled cash app or PayPal's. PayPal's uh, with the apostrophe S. I'm here to help those who are struggling, suffering for real inbox me on my text number. The whole PayPal thing, though, has come full circle because isn't that what Elon Musk started? <laughs> yeah, correct. Yeah, he started uh, in on, on one of the companies. Uh, all right. Am here, need a real and honest sugar baby and get spoiled financially with support. DM me and get spoiled immediately. Um, that little emoji with the smile and the hearts and then heart, heart. And then uh, Jamie, as I mentioned before, Jamie underscore David Pohl. His uh, bio is honesty all caps with a little heart. So, Angela, oh, so I mean, the bots, you can, you can trust the bots that. are out there. The bots are out there. But if it's honesty in all caps with a heart, it means you can trust it. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and DM. I almost want to set up a burner account where I DM all of these people to see where it goes. So hey. if anyone is interested in me, you know, trying to fleece or, you know, um, get into uh, discussions with bots and other uh, people who like to trap innocent people into um, weird situations, let me know. Double underscore density over on Twitter. Just email us, double score, uh, double density podcast gmail.com or head on over to double density.net and fill out the form. How many fa- people fall for this stuff, do you think? Unfortunately, probably a pretty high number. Uh, more than we'd suspect, I think, at this point. Though tw- Twitter is a, you know, a dying platform, right? So, Yeah. Social media, for me, is, is a platform that's dead. I know. Um, speaking about things that are dead, I sent you... So I love this Richard Stallman was right subreddit. Who is, who is this? I don't know who this is. So Richard Stallman is a guy who um, theorized that... Either people control the program or the program controls people, right? So the idea here is that if the program controls the people, then the program is or the people behind the program are unjust, right? So it's talking about things like, you know, um, blocking out features that were formerly free or um, a good one would be like, for example, if you buy a movie digitally and then it gets taken away, right? Yeah, okay. I've, so, uh, we've, yeah. we've seen that happen in the past. Yeah. So um, this thread is all about how YouTube is prohibiting people. So this is a test. From what I understand, I was doing some digging, and it only appears as an A-B split test for people in the United States right now about YouTube, about how ad blockers are not allowed. And so they're um, prompting people, right? So it says, it looks like you may be using an ad blocker. Ads allow YouTube to stay free for billions of users worldwide. You can go ad-free with YouTube Premium, and creators can still get paid from your subscription. And then the two choices are allow YouTube ads or try YouTube Premium. I, I have a lot of – I understand ad blockers. I do. But is it to the detriment of creators who aren't getting paid? That's where I'm – Do ad blockers even work on YouTube? They do for now, yes. Okay, because – well, I mean, so – I haven't. I had an ad blocker. I, I've taken it off because I find ad blockers sometimes useful. But when I'm at home on my full bandwidth, I don't really care if there's some ads in the side. It doesn't really do anything for me. They're not. Some of them are intrusive. The problem is ad blockers don't hinder more than help in many cases. So, for example, you'll send me an article and I can't read it because I have my ad blocker turned on. I have to go turn it off. Yeah, it's kind of a pain in the butt. Um, I don't know. Like, I get the concept of it, but at the same time, like, if I'm watching channels with, like, let's say, like, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000 subscribers, like, there are several YouTube personalities that I really enjoy, and, like, I support them monetarily through Patreon, for example, but not everyone has that option, right? So a lot of people will just watch the video. Your YouTube... 
I'm and, on and premium. You, yeah, and your YouTube premium subscription does does any of that really go towards the the creators? Good question. Let's let's Google that. I was just thinking that actually YouTube because I watch it. I watch so much YouTube. Yesterday I was at a at a birthday party and we were talking. I was talking to some people and a lot of people my age and even older really enjoy YouTube. A lot of them enjoy it with the ads and have have said the ads are getting worse and worse. And I mentioned YouTube Premium and they find so whatever it you ha- watch gets shared. Okay, and and they find it hard to to pay for something that they can get for free. A lot of people find that a barrier to entry. But for me, that, what is it, like eleven ninety nine a month for, for YouTube Premium? Yeah, it's like 110 it, a year, I think. It, it is worth every single penny because I never, I don't have to worry about ads on YouTube. I watch yeah. so much YouTube, Brian. You know that. I'm, always, I'm watching guitar pedal stuff all the time. I'm I know, watching, you're always annoying me. With that, I'm, yeah. I'm watching retro video game stuff all the time. I'm Like, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's and, it's kind of interesting because I I believe that this is a good way to like blanket pay for things, and I'm fine with it because of yeah. the fact that I understand. And I I must have read this when I signed up in January and remembered this. Um, in order for creators to get paid properly, the uh, the take from my money, and that is fine. I'm fine. Yeah. With that. Uh, for example, today I watched a 48 minute game sack episode, not one commercial, and was quite enjoyable. I'm very curious to see how like a lot of people in this thread are very very angry, right? So I just I, I'm of two minds. I think they may be overreacting a tiny bit because of the fact that like a lot of creators. Wait, wait, wait! Overreacting on the internet? I know. Stop right there. On Reddit, overreacting. Wild. Reddit's gone private. <laughs> some of the people, some of the subreddits now um, run and um, are posting not to safe for work automatically. I don't know if you've seen this at all. Well, this one posted not safe for work. Yeah, so it's a way to bypass Reddit getting money for ads because if you mark something not safe for work, they don't run ads. That's smart. And like, it's fine. I, I understand that they're mad about getting something for free, but at the same time, I feel like it's almost a little too much because I think that like you're honestly hurting the creators, not necessarily YouTube itself. Yeah, exactly. Like, why would you? It doesn't really, it doesn't really work sometimes, right? These things. No. no. So let's switch over to the last topic in tech, and that is something that I want to talk about, which I found very interesting that has been since removed from the internet. So basically, if you buy a new Windows laptop or desktop, and you open up Edge, right? And you start searching on Bing for Chrome, it opens up an <laughs> AI bot that uh, starts a conversation that basically sells you on the virtues of Bing. Yeah, talk so this about is like, like a, a setup. This is like a, you know, um, a pantomime of pretending to actually give you information while trying to steer you directly into um, selling you into why Bing is so great. It's like a weird car salesman type thing. Trying to sell you the thing he'll get more commission on. Yeah, it's kind of wild to think, like, this is what I'm going to look up and this is what I end up with. Like, I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of um, it's kind of super interesting to see how it's being pushed by a fake AI conversation. Now, so Microsoft has still the vast majority of the PC market. Can you imagine if you typed this into Safari and Apple did this? People would lose their minds. They would lose their minds because even though Microsoft has such a huge market share in the like PC, and when I say PC, I mean personal computer at home, and I mean I mean Macs, PCs, Linux, right? All that stuff. Not talking about mobile. And I mean, mobile is a little different. Yeah, so yeah. But if Apple did that now, because they're not the little underdog anymore, 
Microsoft's the scrappy underdog now anyway. They people would lose their minds. Like they would be trying to knock down Tim Cook's door. Yeah, with uh pitchforks and all that. Yeah. F- find people on both sides, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I love the idea that so this article came out a couple of weeks ago and then um it was posted at 9.34 p.m. And then there's an update at 9.55 p.m. stating that uh, Microsoft turned off this experience shortly after we published the story. <laughs> so, I love that they call it an experience. I mean, like, what else are you supposed to call it? Like, I don't know if all people were getting it right. So I just, yeah. I don't know. I just, I find it kind of interesting. It's an interesting way of circumventing because that was a huge, I mean, like, listen, Microsoft in the 90s was, you know, synonymous with the idea of antitrust, right? Like, there were so many lawsuits. Well, yeah. And now and things like that. And now they're just trying to circumvent that within the browser, not physically. Yeah. And now that's... Uh, Microsoft's antitrust stuff is has nothing to do with their computer stuff. It's more their video games things now. So. Yeah, 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 exactly. A little bit of everything, right? And also, like they've, you know, they're the proprietors of the always on technology. Um, weren't they the ones pitching the idea of needing to buy a license if you were going to buy like a physical game and pass it on to someone else? It was like so. One this news. was with yeah. This was with the Xbox One. Yeah, they announced the Xbox One. There was the always on thing. There was the thing where games would be tied to a license like physical yeah, they were games. trying to kill the used market all in one fell swoop which did not happen thankfully and then sony jumped on it because they showed they did a, a very short video about how to lend the game to a friend because there's this whole roundabout way of doing it for microsoft and sony they had two of their executives come out and says this is how you lend the game to somebody on the ps4 and they just handed the game to somebody Yes, I remember that. I remember that. It's all coming back to me now. But I just, I thought it was kind of funny that like, you know, every couple of years, there's like some kind of thing that points towards Microsoft trying to muscle their way into chief position through like dubious tactics and uh, unfavorable ideals. I feel like this happens a lot in consoles, though, right, where the market leader sort of drops the ball on the next console by doing something really stupid. So for example, PS2 sold crazy, right? And then Sony comes out with the PS3, and it costs as much as an Xbox 360 and, and Wii put together. Still sold a boatload of them, though. Still, but the PlayStation 3 took a long time to kind of take off. Oh, for sure. I bought one in, at the end of 2011 for 200 bucks, not even. Yeah, I got mine in, in 2009 or 2010. When Uncharted 2 came out, that's the thing that really pushed me over the edge to get one. I just needed a Blu-ray player, and it was actually cheaper than buying a Blu-ray player in a lot of cases. Well, even when the PS3 came out, it was still cheaper than a Blu-ray player, even at six ninety nine or whatever the heck it was. Yeah, it was wild. So that's one of the reasons I bought it. And then I was like, oh, game. So I kind of gamed for a little while uh, after that. Yeah. But yeah, Sony kind of like figured that out. And PS4 and PS5 have been a lot more user-friendly for a lot of things. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. But, uh, you know, they always, uh, always kind of weird things, right? Yeah, the, the consoles, weird stuff all the time, right? Nintendo does weird things all the time. Nintendo's still weird about things. Uh, did you see the direct last week? I did not watch it. My son watched it and told me all about it. There's like a whole bunch of Pikmin thing coming out. There's That's some correct. new uh, characters. There's a new in HD Mario. version of Super Mario RPG coming out. Yeah, uh, there's a new uh, 2D Mario coming out as well. Yeah, yeah. There's a new 2D Super Mario Brothers uh, Wonder. I think. Yeah. There's a bunch yeah. Of Pikmin. That's correct. Uh, there's another Luigi's Mansion. I think it's some DLC. Or is it a really? I don't remember. I, I yeah. don't, that I don't know. But there's lots of stuff. Nintendo's always... You must be excited that Just Dance 2024 is coming. So my kids were talking about Just Dance about half an hour ago. They were talking about that. I don't know why. <laughs> I overheard them. I was getting other stuff ready for them. But I th- actually, I think I was literally uh, creating the Zoom meeting that we're on right now. You should uh, you should buy an Xbox just to play the Connect Star Wars game with the Just Dance hand Solo dance. Definitely. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. They're also doing a Metal Gear 
um, like Master Collection of Metal Gear Solid and like two, I think I can't remember on on um, Switch. Uh, yeah, because I know Metal Gear Solid three is going to be coming out on PS five, or like whatever Metal Gear Solid. I can't remember what. It I don't know. Is. There's a whole bunch of them, right? Hold on, let me click on this. I just googled it. I use the power of Google like a smart man. Um, so apparently it is Metal Gear Solid. So Metal Gear, Metal Gear 2, Metal Gear Solid, including VR missions, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty, and Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, which I guess is like the, the weird demo, right, that they put out? No, no, Snake Eater is the Metal Gear Solid 3. Oh, it's okay. The, so it's the third together. game. It's, it's the one where you're playing Big Boss and you're in the 60s. After VR missions, I clapped out because I didn't have, I, my sister bought a PlayStation 2, I didn't. Okay, I have played all the Metal Gear games. Did you play the new one, the new demo? The new demo? The one that everyone was complaining about that was like a 40-minute game, essentially? Well, no, that was like a hundred years ago, but yes, I played that. That was on that was Ground Zeroes. I think I got it for two dollars on uh, PlayStation Four, and then it was a prequel to the Phantom Pain, which is probably up there as one of the best PS4 games. So you're making fun of me, even though it's like the second to last Metal Gear Solid game to come out. Yeah, no, I know, but it, it came out a while ago. Like this is mid-teens, like 2014. <laughs> came out if yeah i mean like listen like well like i said after solid and vr missions i fell off right so yeah that kind of explains everything as to where i'm at with that yeah i um look uh we're since we're talking about video games i'm very much enjoying the tears of the kingdom i was playing it a little proud of you. I, I feel like i'm i'm because i'm sharing it with my son i'm i'm not like just constantly playing it right i'm 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 enjoying it i'm, I'm bonding taking it and i'm taking it in slowly right because there's ever tell you to shut up no, it is oh. overwhelming though. The game's overwhelming. There is a lot to do. Well, that's exciting. Maybe you and your son can break off and talk about it on a separate podcast. We have. We we. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that'd be fun. We can have him. We can interview him. Ask him questions about who got a bad rap in history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which which historical figure do you feel, sir, like screwed up the most and yeah. needs the most forgiving? It's probably Wario. I see nothing wrong with this. And speaking of seeing nothing wrong, let's head over to the paranormal side of things, Angelo. Double density. Welcome back to Double Density. As always, we're switching gears from tech to the paranormal. So first things first, uh, let's talk about the fact that we are living in a smog hell world, Angelo. And the reason I bring that up is because I'm hoping that the smog and the dense fog and things like that will bring out more apparitions, more, more ghosts, etc. Right. So you and I, um, as of when we record today, which is June 25th, apparently in terms of metropolitans, we have the worst air quality in the world right now. You are hoping we turn into a sort of silent hill. Silent Hill esque, correct? Yeah. yeah, and you made the best. You made the best comment this morning. You said that the simulator is kind of broken because you can't really see all that far. And I said something about how the draw distance sucks today. Yeah. Do we really have the worst? Like we're worse than like cities in China and stuff. Yes, correct. Major cities. Huh. So surprise. Um, also unfortunate. Uh, you know, with that it, mind, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping. Like, I, you know, I told you this morning. Um, it's uh, one of the weirdest things in living in this like um, part of the world today is that i actually saw a lot of people masking up to go outside which is like a reverse pandemic move yeah i saw a few people wearing uh, and you you can't just wear a regular mask right you have to wear the n60 and 95 masks yeah 
it's pretty bad out there. I, even I was masking up because I, I was going to lunch with a friend and I was really looking forward to it. So I said, you know, I'm going to wear a mask. And there's so many people sitting out um, having lunch outside at restaurants, like on terraces and stuff. Is terrace a local term? I'm trying to think. It is. I think it's probably like one of these things that are that is i think it's called patio in uh, right so in you know people out on patios like, i think that's yeah because i think brunch. we kind of uh co-op the french term we did yes correct so you know that is the way that i describe things but yeah it was just funny to see all these people breathing in this lovely smoky unfortunate air uh i, as I, took I drove down. today and in my car i felt like sick because it yeah. was it, i got dizzy towards the end of my walk back to catching the metro to go home my air purifier here in the room is off right now because we don't want to be hearing it during the same. Podcast. I have I'm I'm slowly boiling to death because my AC, um, my fan is off right now because I don't want it to. Oh yeah, your AC is there. Yeah, my AC is all the way in the back of the house. So. I'm very lucky to be in the basement for podcasting, so the it is almost always cool down here. Yeah, sectioned away really. So Brian, shapes. And- we want to talk about shapes. <laughs> we want to talk about shapes. So I sent you over a um a Reddit post from. Uh, Hi Strangers, which if you want to read along, you can find over in the show notes. And it's entitled, quote unquote, so quote, UFO shapes change over time, unquote, seems to be a myth. And it's kind of an interesting discussion of the popular belief that like circular versus triangle have like come through at different periods of time. Um, And the poster kind of makes the argument really that like the circular one has always been consistent in the main ufo shape right which is kind of interesting because when you consider a lot of the talks about uaps right now right they're not necessarily circular shaped they're tic tacs tic tacs and cigars 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 were big right cigars but cigars have always been big yeah they've been around for a while but his i i i unfortunately i'm assuming they're their uh gender so i i apologize mk ultra underscore escapee which is also a great username um that their argument makes sense because it's always been circular has been the majority of these things, despite the news trends discussing the idea of Tic Tacs or, you know, um, uh, cigars being the kind of new UFO shape, like move over old shape. But, but c- cigars have been talked about in a while, for a while. I remember one of the uh, when I first started listening to the Paracast back in like whatever, 2006, one of the co-hosts of the show had a UFO, had seen a cigar-shaped UFO when he lived in Venezuela as a child. And he was not able to find this event in any newspapers or anything, but there were hundreds of people that witnessed this thing in the sky. And if I remember, I, I may be misremembering this, but the definite thing I know is there was a cigar-shaped UFO in the sky, and he said he saw other small objects going in and out of it. Like a mothership. Very much so, like a mothership. So, so kind of so, like a navy, uh, like a like a flying sort of like a you know a navy boat. Yeah, like uh, like in Avengers. Sort of. Let's go with that. Yeah, sure. yeah. I didn't know if that was the uh, the analogous you, you wanted to make. <laughs> but why not? By the way, Flash tanking, breaking news, right? Uh, Flash not doing so well in theaters. Uh, That's too bad. That's I will theory. Let's uh, before I want to get into shapes. Let's talk about the whole theory. So, um, Warner Brothers sent out like two weeks worth of free screenings to people, right? So they did hella free screenings. And from what I read somewhere um, on the internet, I think it must have been on Reddit on the box office already. Someone was saying that like that's an estimated like extra $1.5 to $2 million that was kind of like lost due to all these free screenings. So I feel like the like two and a half weeks of like it was just okay kind of screwed over good word of mouth. Yeah. And I mean, you, you didn't have anything bad to say about it. Yeah, but I also wasn't telling people you should go see this now. Like, there's there's no bone in me, no no willingness for me to say, hey, guess what? This was movie of the year material. Not like Spider Man. Spider Man was 
awesome. I would tell everyone all day to go see that. Yeah, exactly. I'm holding out for movie of the year, Barbie. I'm not even kidding you. I think Greta Gerwig is going to knock it out of the park. It's uh, it's uh, is who who is who's playing Barbie? Margot Robbie. Yeah. Okay. Margot Robbie and uh, the Ken is the right other guy. Line. Yeah, that's it. You were right. like you. Not only a finger on the pulse, you have the whole hand grabbing the pulse of yeah. pop culture right now, and just I'm squishing you. the heart in my hands. Could you tell me why Matt Healy and uh, Taylor Swift are no longer together? Who's Matt Healy? There we go. That's all you need to know about Angelo, folks. Wasn't he was her? He was her boyfriend for uh, for a brief amount of time. Yeah, uh, he's from a, a band called the 1975, and he was saying some problematic stuff um, on various podcasts, and has been doing like edge lordy kind of behaviors for, but not, but well, not recent. Like her, yes, recently after breaking up with Joel. Okay, yeah, that was the one she was with for a long time. Also, yes. she was dating another guy. I thought so. There's a whole rumor that she was dating Fernando Alonso, which is hilarious. No, that is not true. I know, I, but Fernando Alonso was playing it up. Correct. Well, you, why not? Why man? not? It's free yeah, publicity. He, yeah. Yeah. As uh, Tim Heidecker would say, it's free real estate. Anyways, all that to say, movie talk and uh, saucer talk back. So, you and what's I, your favorite we, shape, Brian? The classic saucer, of course. I mean, for me, it's it's easy to say because it's literally look at your look at your podcast device right now. That is my favorite UFO shape. <laughs> Not the diskette, the other yeah. thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't want an ovoid. I don't want a cigar. I don't want, you know, uh, Ezekiel's flaming wheel because a wheel is not necessarily a saucer. Like, Mars attacks, perfect. Oh, classic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those are the, the best ones. Yeah. I do agree that it is the, the iconic look. And I guess this post was brought about by the idea that a lot of people were trying to subsee, sub, like, supersede the classic saucer shape and not, you know, give it its due by saying that the Tic Tac is, is the here and the now of the UFO UAP um, iconography. So let me put on my uh, paranormal believer hat again. Yeah, like it, it kind of fits you now, though. Yeah. The non-saucer shapes are Earth devices and the saucer shapes are the actual alien ones. Here's a better idea, Angelo. Let us head back to the paranormal, to the tech side of things, right? Oh no! <laughs> what? No. What? And this is just us musing right now. What if they're A/B testing shapes? What if this is just like marketing, right? They're just testing oh, like messaging. like like YouTube's doing. Yeah, exactly. Oh, they could also be doing that. I I like my mine better, Brian. Sorry. That's fine. Like, what about a earth shape? Right? Earth shaped cigars, earth shaped triangles. Those are the the earth ones. The Tic Tacs are basically like drones. But if you see a saucer shape. A good old-fashioned UFO that <laughs> is an alien. I mean, it's like most of them are classic, right? So you, you kind of have some kind of light, but right? There's the either like the... There's never really just the one slim silver disc, right? There's always some kind of mutation. Either it is different um, half circles under for like thrusters, I guess, or, you know, some kind of control. Or you have a dome at the top and then a dome at the bottom or just a dome at the top. Or you have some kind of, you know, um, other shape on top and bottom or... If you want to talk about Mars Attacks, the kind of classic dome, right? Putting something, Okay, Brian. So I'm putting something in chat for you. This is a book that I read often. Oh, yeah. I had the, the first library of this. Often from the, from the, as a child. Like, this is grade one. This is what started my interest in the paranormal, were these uh, World of the Unknown books. And uh, this was like, it looks like it was reissued recently, July yeah, and 29, year, 2022. The I almost want to buy classic. these. It's only thirteen bucks. Like, yeah. I don't see why not. Like ghosts, I'm. I might just first published in nineteen seventy seven. 
This is amazing. These are reissued. If you I head think, on over to the bestsellers rank, the it's ninety first in children's books on aeronautics and astronautics. I mean, I guess <laughs> I uh, and the seven hundred thirty fifth in children's books on computers and technology. I almost want to buy this myself because I had the French version. I'm gonna add this to my cart. We'll see how I feel later. About I, this. I'm adding it to my cart as well. Oh, there's a uh, lot of stuff in my cart. All of a sudden, my <laughs> cart's eighty six dollars. What it was in the cart? You're, you're ordering all kinds of different books. No, I, I want to um, see what's in my cart. There must be something else. Oh, there's a. Um, okay, so the books are thirteen ninety five each. And there's one other thing in my cart, and it's Purology Color Fanatic Leave-In Conditioner Hair Treatment Detangler Spray Protects Hair Color from Fading Heat pr- Protectant Vegan, 400 milliliters. What are you planning with that? That, I think, is for my daughter's hair. Oh, okay. I'm going to send you a link to in, in the chat, Angela. I just want you to open that. And that, add that to your cart, please. Oh, geez. It's a copy of House of Leaves because we should I know, House Brian. of Leaves soon. I know. We need to read it. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> So I think I think what we're trying to reach out here with this kind of like weird. Um, okay, now my card is one hundred and fourteen dollars, Brian. Perfect, buy everything. Anyways, I think what we're trying to say here is that we're we're praising the classic saucer shape, right? Like I think that like to argue that the saucer shape is not the main shape, even now in the year of our Jacques Vallée in twenty twenty three, I think that like it'd be a, a weird thing to say that the Tic Tac is is superseding it because I don't think that to be the case at all. Just in terms of like different reports I've seen. I look. I'm. I'm of two minds of this. Of course, there's my skeptical mind here saying that this is all earthly stuff, all misidentified objects, and people just attribute shapes to them that they kind of see, right? It's sort of like clouds look a certain way certain times. Are there, there's not a cloud in the sky here today, Brian, because you can't see the sky. That's correct. It is all blacked out. Um, and like when you walk outside and everything is an orange hue, then you start worrying a little bit. Yeah, it is. It is really bad. Is this... Yeah, it... it it's supposed to clear up by tomorrow because of showers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, look, going back, sorry, we're, we're kind of dwelling on this, but it is it is impressive to see the smog here uh, yeah. right now. Uh, and I'm disconcerting because it's going to be all summer, I think. In the uh, Facebook group for the, the my neighborhood, my wife said uh, somebody had posted asking if anybody else smells smoke in the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, I saw something else. I saw that this morning from one of my one of my neighborhood groups on Facebook, too. And, I just smelled smoke. Does anyone else? Eastern NDG. And then uh, people uh, chimed in, as they do on the internet, saying, <laughs> what, like, just being sort of mean. Well, I mean, like, you just, uh, I don't know about you, but you don't really read the news, right? So you don't really know what's happening. But no, but I looked into why the sky was burning. Yeah, and we're, like people reach 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 for Facebook as like the news, right? And with Facebook banning uh, news organizations from using Facebook to promote news because they're unwilling to um, suffer the burden of misinformation, um, you know, they're just jumping to neighborhood groups praying that someone's got the the information for them. Yeah, so I think that's creating a whole political firestorm here as well uh, because of uh, that being that law being passed. Although it's not really going to take effect for. Many more months. That's correct. But, if, but of course, the people that this is bothering the most are those that will not be getting their fake news anymore. Uh, back to shapes, Angelo. Back to uh, so uh, user shapes familiar of someone things to come made a really good point. Uh, they said, "Is it possible that this may be a language issue? Geometrical shapes, colors, and lights are a common feature throughout history, but the analogy of what the phenomena is compared to changes as technology advances." I thought that was really interesting and kind of like. The idea of, like, we're not using a shared language, right? A lot of the time, like, our vocabulary to talk about this continually develops, which is why we may not be seeing um, a consistency in, like, the er 
saucer, right? Well, and it also would explain all the, the deviations between UFO sightings in different parts of the world. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting that, like, you know, there are words in certain languages that more accurately reflect specificity versus having to use more words in another language in order to get the same. So I feel like in transcription and in translating things, there may be a bit of an interesting issue there, too. In Italian, there's a hundred different ways to say the word round. <laughs> How many to say saucer, though? You just call it pizza. Oh, perfect. Okay, that totally makes sense. But Am I, I racist? Am I you, allowed to make fun of Italians? I'm Italian. Yeah, yeah, you're totally allowed to make fun of Italians. That's fine. There's also not a hundred ways to say round. <laughs> I, there's a lot of like these weird colloquialisms and like like sayings, right? Like you know, like how many words in Eskimo mean love, right? It's kind of like a, a sham too, from what I understand. Yeah, how how we say terrace instead of patio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But how we just call that, it? Like, we, we call it soft drinks here. Yeah, not Whereas, pop. Or, no, go to go to go to uh, go to Toronto and order a soft drink. They're gonna look at you like you're crazy. I'm gonna do that. Tonight, they they, they they drink pop over there, Brian. I'm gonna drive through the fog, the dense fog of uh, of the poor draw distance and, and see what's going on. I've also heard that if you go to the, and correct me if I'm wrong, if any of our listeners are from the southern United States, but I've heard that in some southern states, everything's Coke. Yeah, they just call it a Coke. Give me a Coke. Really? Okay, so I'm not. I I did not hear incorrectly. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's correct. Anyways, I find it's it's interesting kind of myth as to how we um, continue to evolve our lexicon over time. It's kind of a really good point of like how the unearthly and the earthly kind of collide in the way in which we describe things, right? And I think that you and I often talk about different UFO cases and the particulars, and we read eyewitness descriptions and things like that. And I find it kind of fascinating as to how it's a continual problem because you can't create a worldwide sort of way of of speaking about everything, right? Yeah, and. What well, what's our official stance on this, Brian? Do we do we end up with one here? Do we have a defi- we? I think we agree on the definitive UFO shape. The saucer, yeah. It's yeah. kind of funny though because I was kind of thinking about the the language of Esperanto, right? And th- that I, from what I remember reading years ago, Esperanto was the idea of creating a common language based out of the the more classic languages um, melded yeah. together, right? So just you know, I'd be interested. Like, how do you how do you say UFO in Esperanto? I remember reading that. All the signs in the movie Blade are in Esperanto. So apparently in Esperanto, UFO translates to Nifo. Nifo. Okay. And I'm just Nifo. repeating the word Nifo here. Nifo. Anyways, I find that kind of interesting. Um, an alien is in, hold on, is in Aliplanedado. Aliplanedano is how it's pronounced in Esperanto. Now you just sound like you're making fun of Italians, Brian. I'm not, not, though. Allowed. This is Here, if you just, I'm going to drop this link in the show notes so that way everyone can click on it. Angela, go ahead and head on over to the show notes and click on the Translate Alien and then play the little speaker next to it. Yeah, you said it pretty well, Brian. Thank you. I practice. So I, just, I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, that is a good way. And then, I, love, uh, I love the images on this. I People know. Need Ghost to is fun this. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Super fascinating. Um, but it just kind of made me think of like an interesting, what is the common language that we can all go towards? And that is clearly not the case because that discounts most of Asia. And, Esperanto uh, is very Italian. A lot of these yeah, words are, yeah. are like... Yeah. And parts of Africa, right? Yeah. It just discounts all of that and says, we're just going to stick to this part of the world. Yeah, like, so, werewolf, werewolf is great. Om lupo. Is that, 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 right? Like, it's also like very, very French, Italian, right? It's, it's, right. these are the Latin languages. Correct. All melded together to make one, um, kind of like common language amongst all of these uh, different world speakers. Angel, let us head on from the skies all the way to the future, because next week, as we discussed last week, uh, we picked 
uh, the number equivalent to time travel. Uh, and you just time traveled right there by saying next week we discussed last week. That's right? true. That's perfect. That's true. So it's a it's a two week nexus there. So next week we'll be talking about time travel, um, which will be interesting because we're going to do a more in depth thing. And then you're on vacation the week after, I do believe, right? I am uh, in Florida. That's right. So I'm going to be doing a, an episode with my wife, and she she unearthed something that made me laugh, and uh, I was very delighted by it. And so we're actually no, episode. I'll be here. I'll no actually. What's no, the I'll be I'll be here for the next two weeks. I'm gone the 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 eleventh the eleventh okay. of July, right? So okay. no, you you're stuck with me for a week after that as well. I'm screwed. Anyways, uh, you, no one answered to wanting. I wanted a new co-host after Angela went off last week, and no one responded. So I guess no one loves me anymore, and that sucks. And I hate. No, it. they love me too much. That's gross. That's how could people? Ugh. I um. I heard from the uh, the winner of the number selection, and he was very excited when he heard when he heard his number being <laughs> said. He said, "Hey, that's me." Double density bingo right happy. there. Yeah, he was very happy. And he was also happy to know that it was not fixed. No, it wasn't. No, the fix that was, was the not part. in. No, no, no. I would have picked much better topics at hand here. Angela, I want well, you to close your eyes. Well, time great, though, Brian. I know. I want you to close your eyes. I want okay. you to tell us how people can contact us. One last time before we end things here. You see my eyes are closed. They are very close. Am I hitting my microphone? Okay. No, you're in. Needful. They can go on DoubleDensity.net and fill out a form, which Correct. I really want them to do. We, we got no form submission this week. No, but did, uh, we, uh, Trish... Um, message uh, the show account over on Instagram, which is double. Oh, okay. Podcast, Thank with you. A couple of interesting links that we'll also be talking about next week. Oh, great, perfect. But yeah, we love hearing from you guys. Where else? Uh, maybe go on Apple Podcasts and rate us. Drop us a review. Sure. Five like stars, and subscribe. Stars, five stars. Like and subscribe. Ring that bell. Get notified. Yeah, uh, Angela. Of course, forgot Instagram. That's okay. Double uh, double density podcast. And then what's also, an Instagram? Uh, Twitter double underscore density if you want to give angelo news of the day because it seems like he lives in a cave you can also email us news of the day and we will read it out loud and i will get his take on it angelo how'd you feel about the like for example the titanic submarine expedition how'd you feel about that that's really sad but also you're doing something extraordinarily dangerous in my opinion but pretty sad that is very very uh correct and unfortunate um let us end on a high note though tell me a dad joke in esperanto oh my god I can't think of one right now, but let me say, uh, do they speak Esperanto in Toronto? I will, uh, I will allow that, I guess. I guess, yeah. I guess I'll allow that. That is the, that is, this is it. This is it, folks, for episode 232 <laughs> of the Double Density Podcast. You can't tell right now. My hair's gone all crazy because I've been it's waving around. It's a right? Get... 232 is a palindrome. It is. A very boring and basic one, but it is nonetheless. Angelo, tune in. I want everyone to tune in next week as you and I go deeper and deeper into learning Esperanto, I think. Beautiful. Once because your remote viewing lessons didn't work out. You're yeah, I need to learn a new hobby or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm actually working on a play right now, thanks to ChatGPT. Cool. Do you want me to tell you about it as like a secret bonus here for all the listeners who've made it this far? Oh, yeah. Go for it. So I, it is a 40-page play, right? And it's all about uh, different women who meet under different circumstances and they end up joining an art therapy workshop. And they find out that they have stuff in common. They bond over this art therapy workshop, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they, you know, uh, become a click you know more or less and then they find out that the 
uh, art therapy workshop spaces is about to close, so they decide to auction off the chance to be painted in the nude, and the painting would be sold uh, for charity. And the winner um, gets to, you know, to paint them, right? And so the idea here is that there are seven women, and then at the end, they're all lined up and named, right? So there's Monica, Erica, Rita, and Tina, Sandra, Mary, and Jessica. Does that say anything to you? Yeah, it's... W- w- say it again? So we have Monica and Erica, Rita and Tina, Sandra, Mary, and Jessica. I can't think right now. It is the women in the chorus of Lou Bega's Mambo Number no. 5. So this is a huge troll, <laughs> right? So the first 90% of the play is all about these women's struggles, and they get swept aside as uh, a character named David, which is Lou Bega's real name, wins this, and then he names them all and then starts humming Mambo Number no. 5, and that is when the audience is supposed to catch on to this little troll. A little bit of Monica in my life A little bit of Erica by my side A little bit of Rita's all I need A little bit of Tina's what I see Wow, Brian. Now you've, you've I have too much time. it, though. I have too much time. I don't care. I don't care. It's fine. If anybody wants to reenact it... or I would never have cast. guessed that in a million years. No, but like once you see what the guy looks like in the description... Once now you I have it in my head. Now I have yeah. it in my head. Because so that, was, that was big when I was working in a music store. Rah! Would you want to cover Mama Number no. 5 somehow? Uh, maybe. Like giving you some summer homework? Oh, he's crying a, now. He doesn't want to do that at all. No, I like this smoke in my eyes. As a, <laughs> no, it is. It is pretty bad. It's actually starting to smell a little smoky in here. As a, as a prog rock song, though, oh, that can be kind of interesting. We'll put some keyboard and stuff. Maybe. Anyways, yeah. uh, a, a plan for the future. Uh, thanks for uh, tuning in. And as I said, tune in next week as Angela learn uh, a couple more words in Esperanto together in our quest to become better UFO knots. Angela, I will see you there. Nico. See you there. <laughs>